Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, episode 411 on this July the 5th. 2022. I hope that everybody had a great 4th of July. We have got a great show for you. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton, Georgia. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. I'm excited about this show. We're going to talk about the Braves getting a big win over the St. Louis Cardinals last night at Truett's Park. They had fireworks. It was a great atmosphere. And I'm going to recap some of the games over the weekend. The Columbus Lions fell to the Carolina Cobras 61-36. Columbus has got a big game this Friday night against the San Antonio Gunslingers. They are 4-5 and five on the season. The Gunslingers are 3-6. and six. If the Columbus Lions win that game, they clinch a playoff berth. And so right now, Columbus has got to get some momentum going as they host San Antonio back at the Columbus Civic Center. The Columbus Chattahoots got a big road game tonight up at Kennesaw State University at Stillwell Stadium. The last time they were up there, they defeated the Atlanta Crackers 20-7 in a play-in game for the SBL playoffs. The Columbus Chattahoots are looking to get a road victory over the Atlanta Crackers, one of the best teams in the SBL. Columbus split a two-game series with Brookhaven over the weekend. They lost the first game 5-3 after taking a 3-0 lead. And then going into the seventh inning with a 3-2 lead, Brian Trepanier, who's been a guest on this show, Came in and shut the door. I was just happy he got a great inning. He pitched amazing. Talked to him after the game. Told him he pitched amazing. And, uh, you know, took pictures with him, with my kids. And, you know, he's just a great guy. And I'm glad that he had that good inning. Unfortunately, Columbus gave up three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. And they lose game one to Brookhaven 5-3. to three. But they turn around on Saturday night at Historic Golden Park, which was costume night. I was not in attendance, but it was nice to see them get the victory 5-3 after trailing 3-0 to Brookhaven. So Columbus is now 8-8 on the season, and they will travel up to Kennesaw State University today, if they're not already up there, to take on the Atlanta Crackers and their top home run leader in the SBL, Colton Lawrence. And then they get ready for a home-and-home with the Chocolaca Monsters this weekend. Starting on Friday, they will travel to Oxford, Alabama to take on the Monsters. 
And then they will host the Monsters Saturday night at historic Golden Park. As the season winds down, it is announced that Columbus will be the host of the SBL playoffs this season. It'll be at a neutral field. So that is going to be great for the city of Columbus to host such an incredible event. Columbus is known for hosting events. Yesterday at the Commons Softball Complex, the United States softball team, who won the gold medal in the 2020 Olympics, that was a year ago in Tokyo, they won the gold medal. The same team out at an exhibition game, a lot of fans out at the Softball Commons Complex, a lot of USA softball fans, and really, what fitting, watching USA softball on the 4th of July, that was just an incredible atmosphere They defeated Australia and Japan. Japan was a rematch of the gold medal game. They defeated Australia, and I made a comment on Twitter that that was payback for the 1996 game where Australia stunned the United States. Lisa Fernandez gave up a home run in the later innings, and uh, that was some payback. Okay, that was over 25 years ago. I mean, you got to... You got to have fun with it, and I did. We're going to go ahead and get right into the show because uh, the Atlanta Braves, they get a big victory over the St. Louis Cardinals 6-3. to I always get nervous when the Braves play the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the same team that beat the Braves in the one-game playoff. The Cardinals are the same team that shelled Mike Fultonevich in that Game 5 winner-take-all at Truett's Park back in 2018. The Cardinals are a very sneaky team that you don't want to see in the postseason. The Braves win 6-3 thanks to a bases-clearing double by Dansby Swanson. And welcome back, Eddie Rosario. He comes back from the injured list. He gets a hit. And Kyle Wright pitched four scoreless innings. Now, they take on the Cardinals today. Ian Anderson is going to face Andre Pallante. As the Braves get ready for a big 10-game homestand, they currently are three and a half games behind the New York Mets. Is it possible, because they play the Mets three times, is it possible that the Atlanta Braves could have the lead in the division before the All-Star break? It is possible, especially since they have to play the Mets for a three-game series. And then they will take on the Washington Nationals for a four-game series leading up to the All-Star break. The Home Run Derby is on July the 18th. We got the All-Star game on July the 19th. And then they'll be back in action against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at Truett's Park. Get to see Shohei Atani and Mike Trout coming to Truett's Park. I know if you're a baseball fan, you've got to love that. That's one of those games. Anaheim... Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim does not come to Truett's Park that often. So I think that's one of those games that you would love to see. All right. So one of the traditions I like to do on the 4th of July is watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest in Coney Island. This was the first time in two years that this event was held at Coney Island in front of fans. And yes, me and my family sat and watched the tape delay broadcast of the hot dog eating contest and Joey Chestnut with 63 dogs I think he could have eaten a lot more he gets his 15th mustard belt and you know he did it on one leg because he was he had a walking boot and a protester came in to try to 
put a sign in front of him and he tackled the protester. They didn't even show that in the broadcast. That slowed him down and he could have eaten five or six more hot dogs. So I know I'm talking about the hot dog eating contest, but Joey Chestnut, is he the GOAT? Is he the greatest athlete of all time if you count competitive eating as athletics? Is competitive eating athletic competition? Because 15, I mean, he has been unstoppable. He had 63 hot dogs, and the person that finished in second place only had 43. Nobody's stopping him. And he's 38 years old. He could continue doing this as long as he'd like. And there really is no competition. Joey Chestnut is the GOAT. Now, I'm not ready to put him in the category with Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps, or Tiger Woods, but he's up there. And you got to consider him because he has been the most dominant competitive eater in our time. And it's one of my favorite events during the 4th of July. I love the hot dog eating contest, and it was pretty fun. All right, with all this chaos in college football, the Big 12 is looking to expand. They want to add 18 teams, and they want to include six teams from the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is done. With USC and UCLA leaving, I actually entertained the idea of getting some Mountain West teams in the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 is going to dissolve. It's going to be no more because these teams, including Stanford and Cal, are probably going to go to the Mountain West if they cannot get an invite to the Big 12 because the Big 12 is eyeing Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Now, if that happens, that leaves Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State remaining. And I'm sorry to say, I think that they're probably going to go to the Mountain West because there will not be a Pac-12 anymore if the Big 12 gets those six teams out of the Pac-12. And really, the conference has gone bad. I think with COVID, they were the last conference that scheduled games, and they had all their games without fans, and it was just a disaster. And I just don't think that the Pac-12 could survive without those teams. All right, TikTok, NBA free agency. I'm still looking to see, as the latest updates, trying to see which team Kevin Durant will sign with. But the Brooklyn Nets did get T.J. Warren to a one-year deal. T.J. Warren, if you remember, he scored 53 points in the bubble a couple of years ago. Some of the other agreements, the Cleveland Cavaliers all-star point guard Darius Garland gets a max deal. You got Kevin Herter that got traded from the Atlanta Hawks to the Sacramento Kings. And the Atlanta Hawks got Aaron Holiday. He is going to be a backup point guard to Trey Young. As the Hawks are trying to get some pieces to go along with the two All-Stars in the backcourt. So that should be very interesting. Will the Los Angeles Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving? Because the latest talks is they want to trade Russell Westbrook to the Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving. If that happens, Kevin Durant is definitely gone because there is no way that Kevin Durant is going to play with Russell Westbrook ever again. Is it possible that Kevin Durant could go back to Golden State? We know his two teams that he wants to sign with are the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. What do they have in common? They were both number one seeds. Of course, Kevin Durant is trying to get a ring. But where would his best chance be? I've said Atlanta this whole time. I've said Atlanta. 
I've said that the that the Atlanta Hawks need to trade John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Bogan Boganovich, and draft picks to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, the Georgia Vipers have a new PBA D-League franchise, and it's been announced that it's been awarded to the Georgia Pythons. The Pythons are managed by A&T Sports and will be the D-League affiliate of the Georgia Vipers. The PBA D-League will kick off October with preseason activities such as team tryouts, combines, and preseason games. The D-League will play a 12-game season between November 2022 and February 2023. There are six divisions nationwide. And of course, the PBA TV has play-by-play, commentary, video editing, everything you want in a basketball league. I'm excited that I get to talk about it on the show. The Georgia Vipers are 6-0 on the season. The Lady Venom are 0-2. But the Georgia Vipers' next home game will be July the 17th against the Magic City Kings. Against the Music City Kings out of Nashville, Tennessee. So good luck to the Georgia Pythons, which are now a D-League affiliate of the Georgia Vipers. Right, I'm going to start a new segment on my show. This date in history, and I'm doing this just based off of my Facebook timeline. So, of course, today is July the 5th. I kind of feel bad. There's really nothing on my Facebook timeline that would elate to this day in history sports-related. The only thing that I have on there is I put something on Facebook about the Casey Anthony verdict that happened 11 years ago. Actually, no, I take this back. 11 years ago, the... National women's soccer team won the gold medal, won the FIFA Women's World Cup by beating Japan. Carly Lloyd was their star player. Remember, she used to play for the Atlanta Beat in the old WSL. All right, I just got the latest word that the Columbus Chattahoots game against the Atlanta Crackers has been rained out. They will play a doubleheader up at Kennesaw State on July the 18th. The next two games for the Columbus Chattahoots are going to be this weekend against the Chocolaca Monsters, starting with Friday up in Oxford. And then they will take on the Chocolaca Monsters at Historic Golden Park this Saturday. Hey, we got some big news in the National Indoor Soccer League. You remember that league? Uh, We're going to get another expansion team, and uh, Tampa Bay has been awarded an NISL franchise. Uh, We don't have a name yet, but they will have a press conference next week to determine nicknames and merch and colors, and it should be fun. So the Columbus Rapids will get to go down to Tampa Bay for one of their road contests. So we now have five teams. In the NISL, the Memphis Americans, the Fayetteville Fury, the Rome Gladiators, the Columbus Rapids, and now a team from Tampa Bay. I expect more cities to be awarded expansion franchises, maybe even a grand total of eight, maybe even a grand total of three more to make an even amount eight in this league. 
that really had a very successful season, and I was glad that I was a part of it. So last week I got on Facebook Live and I went on a rant because I had a member of the Columbus Lions here on this podcast, and that player went on to Inside the Walls, which which is a very popular podcast. It's it's actually supported by the league. You could see it on the league's YouTube channel. So it's a legit podcast. And they were hyping it up and everything. And it, it was great that he was able to go on that podcast. But did people forget that he was also on my podcast? And it got me thinking, am I being taken seriously? No, I don't have a fancy podcast studio with producers and great state-of-the-art sound systems. All I have is myself doing this all by myself for the past two and a half years. I've had 411 episodes. I've had 35 guests. No, I'm a pretty legit podcast. And I would like to be taken seriously. I wasn't completely offended by it, and I shouldn't have went on the rant like I did. But it got me wondering, am I a real podcast? I mean, I think I'm pretty real. I'm on a radio station five days a week from 5 to 5.30. So I feel like I am a legit podcast. I'm just wondering, what is it going to take for me to become a legit podcast? Because I'll go five days a week if you want me to. You know, I just had to rant. No worries. So over the weekend, Sue Bird visited Atlanta for the final time in her WNBA career. And it seemed like it was the passing of the torch. Because Ryan Howard scored 16 points as the Atlanta Dream defeated the Seattle Storm. Cheyenne Parker also had 21 points. And the WNBA, you know, you got a special player here in Atlanta. Ryan Howard is an all-star. And the Dream were able to knock off the defending champs. And I am a fan of greatness. Sue Bird is one of the greatest WNBA players of all time. And for her to come into Atlanta for the final time in her WNBA career, it's special. Now, the Atlanta United Football Club took on the defending MLS Cup champs, NYCFC, and they came out in a 2-2 draw. Dom Dwyer saves the day by scoring the game-tying goal in the 86th minute. Joseph Martinez also had a goal in the 56th minute, but it does not look good for Atlanta United. Atlanta United currently is in 11th place with 20 points. They are three points behind the 8th-placed Charlotte FC. And when it comes to being an Atlanta United fan, what are the expectations? We have the MLS Cup in 2018, went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019. When did it all go wrong? Because 2020, with the pandemic, they fired head coach Frank DeBoer, and Joseph Martinez tears his ACL and is out for an entire year. And Atlanta United has never really recovered. Yes, they made the playoffs last year. But they are not a dominant Major League Soccer team that we thought they were going to be. I was happy they got Atlanta its first championship since 1995. That was special. All right, I am getting ready. And I mean, I'm getting ready. It's the month of July and I'm going back to three days a week. I am getting ready to talk college football. Come August 1st, I'm going to explode out the gate and talk nothing but college football. I could break down just about every team in college football, and I want to try to give some love to Point University and LaGrange College as they are the local football teams. And Mercer football, too. You know, they got a tough game against Auburn that opening week. 
And I'm going to make sure that I cover Auburn, Georgia, and Alabama because those three teams, I have the biggest fan base. A lot of my listeners of this podcast are from the Southeast, and they are fans of Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. Now, Brad Page, he's a Tennessee fan. I'll try to get him on the podcast at least once a week to talk Tennessee football. But Gabe Reynolds is an Alabama fan. I think Rob Frazier is a Memphis fan. I'm not sure who his favorite college football team is. But I'm going to try to also get some local guests from the city of Columbus to include Tyler Crowder, to include Jack Patterson, Rex Castillo, so we could break down high school football as well. All right, as I start slowing things down in the month of July, I just want to tell you what's on tap for all you listeners that do listen to my podcast. So I'm going back to three days a week. Now, there are going to be some days where I'm doing these shows Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because I have military training. I'm gone on Thursdays and Fridays. This week, I'm doing a show Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So you're going to get a show today, but it's being produced really late in the evening. And then I'm going to have a best of show on the radio station And then Thursday's show is going to feature Jared Dillard. It's going to be the Columbus Lions wrap-up show. And uh, I will not have a show on Friday. So I I will have three shows this week. And then next week I will have shows on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then after that I'll have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So for the entire month of July... I will go back to three days a week. Now, for those who listen to this show on WQEE, you're still going to get shows five days a week because I'm going to provide a best of show to the radio station. And I'm also going to be in the radio station at 5 p.m. That is the time that this show is on the air. Next week, July the 13th, I will be in studio live. So that is going to be fun. I cannot wait for that. Oh, I've had a blast doing this show, and I just want to say it has been fun. Thank you so much to all my listeners that have downloaded this podcast. Don't forget that I am also on Twitter and Instagram. Stay tuned for Thursday's show as Jared Dillard will be on, as we'll have our Columbus Lions wrap-up show. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.